We have now added a new and revolutionary increase in destruction. Des and Troy. You see, when you put them together, they destroy. We got company. Hang on. What's going on, y'all? This is the Daily Destroyer, Week Three DFS Show, part of the Dynasty Warzone Network. We talk in the main slate, talking DraftKings, mostly cash games. I'm Tyler. This is Lou. Let's dive right in, as we always do. We're starting right at the quarterback position. I feel like there's a couple ways you can go. I feel like you can talk yourself into a lot of guys, but there's really only a couple options that we should really be considering here in cash at the quarterback position. Lou, I'll kick it off to you, man. What you got? I would love to get to Jalen Hurts this week. Not sure we're going to talk about some of the other plays at other positions that we want to pay up for a little bit. So at 7,600, like I still think it's a good price for him. He's just been smashing each of the games so far. Josh Allen's 8,200, also in a great spot, but I don't know if we really want to spend up that much here at quarterback, so probably going to end up spending down. Doesn't feel as great, but Marcus Mariota, 5,500. He has been running a little bit. They have a matchup against Seattle, and 5,500 is a pretty good price for what he has brought to the table so far. This season, so I think I'm going to probably look his way because you could fit so much if you go that 2,000 less for Mariota. And I mean, he's been doing all right. He has 16 and, and 20 fantasy points uh, in each of these two games, and for 5,500, it's probably enough uh, for what you're getting at these other positions. Yeah, and and I think I keep in mind as well that these last two weeks where he has gotten 20 and 16 DK points, th- these are tougher defenses that he's going to be facing against the Seattle Seahawks. So it's a little softer of a matchup uh, than he's seen, and he still was able to see success over the last two weeks. I think another you know key point of this is is that you know he's been seeing about seven you know rush attempts per game, like not necessarily scrambles, but like they're 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 purposely running Mariota, which you know is great for us in fantasy. Like we love we love to see rushes out of quarterbacks. I mean, that, there's always some you know the the, the floor becomes much more attractive there. And that's Especially essentially what we're down. looking for. Yeah, exactly. And in the end of the day, it's like, I'm a big Drake London believer. You know, I think there's like a Pitts bounce back is due. Hopefully this week, it could be next week. So, Hey, why not this game? I know we got a low total, but with the rushing yards that I expect him to get, I think it's going to be worth it. Yeah. He, I mean, if you're basically expecting around 200 pass yards, a touchdown through the air or on the ground, and probably, I don't know, at least 40, 30, 50. Yeah, 30 at least 40, 50 yards. yards. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, right there, that's about seven, eight. Like, that's about 15 points right there, which I think is somewhat of a floor. Um, depends. This isn't a game that I'm expecting a ton of points, but Mariota just seems like he's probably the one that most people are going to end up landing on. 
I feel like we have to, and I, I'm with you. So, you know, Hertz is nice to get up to. Marriott is likely being played in cash. But I feel like, you know, the first answer people are going to think is going to be the locks is, you know, it's going to have to be that Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins game, 53 and a half point total. You know, the Bills are absolutely on fire. They get Gabe Davis back. We just saw what Miami did, you know, last week with between, you know, Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill, like two or three for six touchdowns. And then you factor in the fact that these, you know, two of these teams are passing a lot and they're all honestly passing well above expectation. So it just seems like a smash, you know, across the board. So I guess I want you to, to just at least talk about a little bit, like, you know, like if we're looking Hertz's way and, you know, we're looking Mariota's way, like, you know, why not Allen? Why not Tua? Um, what are the thoughts behind that? Yeah, I feel like Tua is reasonable to go up $600. Uh, we were playing around with lineups before this and, there were other there were ways that I was building lineups where I could go up to Tua off of Mariota and I think Tua I would feel better about. Um, I think when I go to like start making that sort of like shell of a lineup, uh, I'm going to start it with Mariota and then depending on where I land in some of the other positions because there are some nice little pivots you can do in other spots. Uh, that we'll get to that they're you know 800 off or 600 off or you just go down on a, a defense so i think uh you can get to tua and to me like it's his upside obviously we saw it last week is better um hasn't been rushing much but i mean that's probably fine like i think you can expect more passing yards out of him to make up for it and the likelihood of those big plays that we saw last week when you have someone like Tyreek that can get get open deep and Waddle, of course, as well. And then the other game, real quick, you know, the other big total we're going to be talking about, and it's going to be that Vikings and Lions game. Um, you know, Vikings due for quite a bounce back after thrashing last week, but we know they're capable. And then Lions, the offense has just been on fire. The defense sucks. So it seems like the Vikings are going to bounce, you know, at least on offense, going to bounce back quite well. So, you know, this is another game I think people are going to look at. I'm, obviously, we'll get to these other positions. But, you know, if there's, you know, it sounds like you and I both don't have much interest in either Kirk Cousins or Goff. Just touch on that for me real quick. Yeah, I think a lot of people will go to Goff. Uh, it's a pretty easily, easily stacked game. Um a lot of people are going to look at the high total and the teams involved. Basically, the way I'm looking at it is every Lions game could be a shootout this, this season. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And the Vikings show that they could be in shootouts as well. Um, so I I do have some interest there. I think a lot of people will go to Goff. Monar St. Brown is his best target. And uh, Hawkinson, I think both are going to be relatively popular. So I think it's going to just end up being too owned of a stack that – um, I probably won't end up doing it. I think if you go, it would be interesting to go to the other side with cousins, but he's 6,700. He's in a really like weird price point. Like, I feel like he's more of a, a 6,200 kind of guy. I think he's overpriced. I think because of the game, this matchup, they priced him up a little bit, but I mean, he's been 61 and 6,300 the first two weeks. So it seemed like a, a weird jump up in price. Um, so I think of the two, I'd prefer Goff in that matchup. I feel like at the end of the day, we're probably getting to Hertz or going to Mariota. I feel like that's going to make up the, the pool for the most part. So let's just say the pool is Hertz and Mariota and, and cash. I, I'd throw a two in it too. Okay, into two. Okay, yeah. if you had, if you had to close us out here, you know, if we're, we're saying the pool is, we'll give you four this time. You know, if we're saying the pool for quarterbacks this week is going to be Hertz, Tua, 
And Mariota, if it's a fourth, who is it, Lou and why? Oh, man. Like, I kind of like Burrow, Burrow stacks this week. Uh, or like Kyler, but I don't know. I'd probably just go to Hurts instead. But if I'm in that sort of mid range, I think it would be Burrow against uh, the Jets. Awesome. Shifting over to the running back position. It's an interesting one here because I just feel like at the top, it's just not that attractive when you, when you take a look at it. You know, Jonathan Taylor's 9K. They're dogs. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor, when you look at it, like hasn't necessarily been as good of a running back in games where they're, they're not favored or winning. And this is going to be a tough one for them to win. I'm sure he's going to be fine for fantasy. But for the 9K price to pay off, that, that's more of my concern. You know, McCaffrey, 88. Sure, he's due for a boom game, but the usage over the you know the last two weeks hasn't been inspiring. You know, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the Panthers are just running like fifty-five plays a game or something wild like that. There's just not a lot of like just plays in the game for them to do well. You know, Henry like pretty much out on the Titans at this point. Eckler hasn't been you know seen enough volume for me to want to play him at that price. So it's like you know I, I could go on and on for a little bit here, but it's just like these top guys, at least for me. You know, are kind of out of the question in cash. So I'm looking a bit lower than that. You know, do, do you agree or disagree with that? Uh, you know, entirely or part part of? Yeah, uh, one guy that I have some interest in will be Eckler. Uh, Herbert is looking on the wrong side of questionable now. Uh, Keenan is like fifty fifty to play. I could see them leaning on Eckler a little more this week. He had <laughs> nine catches last week. Um, I think if Chase Daniel is the QB there. Uh, that could potentially help him as well. Um, but, yeah, I feel like Eckler is going to touch it 18 to 22 times or so, and he's relatively efficient. Um, he hasn't been running the ball that great yet this year. Somewhat of a concern, but they are facing Jacksonville. So um, I think at the upper end, he might be the guy that I'm most interested in. Makes a lot of sense. You know, then I think there's like one guy that sticks out to me in, in, in any ways that like the position that I feel like is in my lineups. Um, or I, I click him pretty early, let's say. And that's going to be Leonard Fournette. There, mm-hmm. I, it seems there's like a hamstring going on, but like he seems as though he's going to end up playing. It really just comes down to sheer volume for me. I mean, six targets in two games, but he's seen 21 and 24 attempts respectively. I don't really know what's going to happen in this game. Maybe they're down. That means more volume for Fournette. But it doesn't matter. Even if they're up, it means more volume for Fournette. Like, Fournette is just going to touch the ball, you know, 22 to 25 times in this game. And 6,500, like, regardless of anything else. I mean, I, I, you tell me there's running back that's going to get 25 touches. You know, at, at 6,500, I feel like I, I just locked that up. Yeah, I think he's one of the more obvious plays this week, uh, especially with, you know, Evans is suspended. Godwin's hurt. Everyone's pretty much on the Julio's game time decision. Julio's game time Um, decision. Yeah. So, I mean, Leonard Fournette had has twenty one and twenty four carries, and we know he can get up there in uh, receptions as well. So, I mean, he's pretty much just a workhorse. That's sixty five hundred, and that's just mispriced. Yeah, he he should be. um, I don't know, like seventy two hundred or something. But yeah, for for his role, like he has a similar. Better role than Eckler as far as like number of touches. Um, but I mean, he's not that far off from like a Dalvin Cook role. Um, potentially better. Like Dalvin didn't have a lot of touches last game, mm-hmm. but um, where he seems like he's going to get 20 carries a game, 
uh, and then, you know, three or four receptions in there. In the chat, Michael Carter, Tony Pollard, what's your thoughts out there, Lou? Uh, to me, I think Carter has a more defined role right now. Um, as far as like, I, I feel more confident that no matter what the game script is, he'll still get some. Um, I know you're, you're big on Carter. Uh, but yeah, for me, I think like he's in that range where his, his thing is he's likely going to get receptions and that's great for, um, this scoring and in a game against the Bengals, the Bengals are favored. Um, the game script wise, you'd think they're going to be dumping off some balls to the, uh, the running backs here. Uh, mm-hmm. one issue is Brees Hall also gets a lot of these receptions in, in game time. It's pretty much 50, 50 on the receiving role and the regular running back role. Um, but Tony Pollard, I just don't, he has the talent, but he's more like boom busty for me. Agreed. Agreed. The floor is there with Michael Carter and there's a little more boom busty with Pollard. I'd probably lean Carter in this instance. Sounds like you're the same. Lou. Yeah. Back to the slate. You know, I talked about Fournette. Who's your? You, know, you got another favorite play? I didn't want to steal Fournette from you, but there's got to be another at least running back here you're excited about getting yeah. in that uh, lineup. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably going to go back to Joe Mixon. Uh, didn't have all that great of a score last week in a game that we were expecting to do well, but in that same game against the Jets, they're favored. He's another guy who's pretty much a lock for for 20 carries. Not really that different of a role than uh, Fournette has, and he's about a thousand more expensive. So between the two, like Fournette is a discount off of Mixon. But as you mentioned, like there's not a, a ton of running backs at the upper end that I feel too confident about. So probably do Mixon. And then the the big question of the week is that like five K range. Mm-hmm. Um, are you more interested in David Montgomery or someone like Miles Sanders? So. I mentioned Dave Montgomery at 59. Like, it, it is an uninspiring pick. This game is, is – this could be a slog. Like, I, if, if this game – like, the under feels nice. I don't know if I'm betting it, but the under feels nice. But, like, we did we did see – like, like Montgomery had 17 to 15 attempts back-to-back. He's had six mm-hmm. targets in two games. We talk about volume, the volumes there. Like, I think, like, if you, if you remove, like, the name – maybe not the name, but if you – you know, remove the fact that he plays for the Bears, right? And we kind of like take that out of our heads for a second and just look at the sheer volume that they're giving him. It's attractive, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I found myself like him on my short list at the very least. But, um, you know, I, I expect him probably to be a bit higher owned, if I'm being honest. Um, I think Montgomery could easily garner like 25%, 20% in cash, if, I, if I'm being completely honest out here. He's going to um, get like... 18 touches. Yeah. You know, yep. a couple are going to be through the air. Yep. So, Miles Sanders is, I mean, like, I think it's a little bit, a little spicier here. Um, but, like, Miles Sanders, 5,500, like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm calling out the bias here now. Like, I've been a Miles Sanders guy for a while. I was this year, especially coming in at the price. But, you know, so far, things have looked good. Um, we're talking week one, 13 carries, 96 yards, two targets. Last week, 17 carries, three targets. Um, you know, I, I, he hasn't really broke a big one off yet, and I, we yeah. know he has that in him. Hertz has been stealing like everything. I don't. I mean, like I think Hertz is going to end up stealing things more often times than not. But I think There's like the pen- competition for touchdowns because yeah. you even got like Boston Scott who gets a lot. There's a lot. Of red, zone, a lot. red zone work and Gainwell is out there every once in a while. You know, 
And I think it really just comes down to the fact that I look at the game, I think it has a good chance to go over. And I think more so it's just centered around the fact that the commanders, um, you know, they're like top five in giving fantasy points to the running back position through two weeks. Again, small sample be size. the highest paced game yeah. likely as yeah, well. And, yeah, and people have just been in like people have been running with success against the commanders. They did it last year. They're they're continuing to do it this year. I don't know. Like it's definitely a bit of a risk, but um, I think if you're trying to get a little bit different, I don't mind Miles Sanders, but I'll probably end up finding Mixon and Fournette. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there'll be some ownership on on Sanders just because of his price, and uh, it looks like Josh Jacobs won't play. Um, which talk about the the Zamir white chalk. (laughs) Well, Josh Jacobs was trending towards being the guy that you put into your lineup, but you don't feel all that great about. Um, yeah, he's probably top three or top four owned. Uh, I don't think I could play Zamir white. (laughs) He is. Nor can I, nor can I, nor can I. uh, How do we know that it's not going to be like Bolden or or maybe it's a split three ways. I'm I'm with you. Yeah. I think he's kind of a player like in your redraft leagues, you pick him up and sit him on your bench and wait and see what happens. But in your cash lineups, you pass. Yeah. He wasn't being started over other guys like before this week. It's, I mean, it's kind of like the TDP of last week where he didn't play and then he got like 14 carries or something in the game with the 49ers. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened here with Samir White, but I don't know. I think there's a lot of question marks over in that Raiders lineup right now that I might try to avoid that game completely. Like it's going to be somewhat of a weird game already, Uh, but I'm okay with that. I don't know. know If I'm I'm playing Raiders, it's, it's, it's elsewhere and I'm sure we'll we'll get to that. I would look to Bolden first. I would uh, too. Before his mirror. Agreed. Agreed. Um, you know, what, uh, James Conner, got to talk about it here. I think he was actually turned out to be a pretty solid play at 6200 if he played, but now he's now a game time decision. You know, it's a four o'clock game. Like, that's sticky. You know, that, that, that's a pretty sticky situation to depend on. But at the same time, you, you might want to, like, wait it out maybe and think about it because, like, you know, we saw Eno Benjamin. He's been like, some work in the past game, but it seemed like when James Conner went out, that it was Daryl Williams, who we've seen in the, on the Chiefs' offense, like you know, turn out some pretty serious numbers. Yeah. So at fifty one hundred, if there is no James Conner, you know, like you know, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people going to either you know or Daryl Williams. I think I go to Daryl, but you know, what are your thoughts? Let's just say James Conner is is ruled out. You know, is, is are either yeah. one of these guys in consideration? Or are we just avoiding the situation in general? I consider Williams. I I wasn't going to play Connor he just like he hasn't been really getting much uh it we talk about these other guys like David Montgomery is like a lock for 18 touches Connor got less than 18 touches both games like uh I don't know he he doesn't have the role I think I was expecting out of him um so far 6200 a little expensive Williams 5,100 is, I kind of wished he was going to be like 48, but I think the way that uh, he's been playing so far, like he's up a little bit. But to me, I don't think uh, I would end up playing either. The concern of Eno isn't a huge concern for me. It's more of the kind of like the last role. Like, will either of them even get 15 touches? Will they just kind of split and do like, 
10 to 12 each, maybe that makes Kyler more attractive. Maybe he'll have more designed runs uh, if Connor's out. So, yeah, I'm not super excited to play either of those guys in that backfield. I think like I, I want to talk about it because like as I we've talked about this and as I've said on it, you know I think it's interesting just again to get your thoughts on it. More of a deeper call here. Maybe this is more tournament, but I think it's viable in cash. We talked about the Eagles. We talked about the Commanders game, forty-seven and a half implied total. I think it can go over. The Eagles are you know they're almost a touchdown favorite at this point in time. Commanders have been able to move the ball decently. They go down though. Do we see you know JD McKissick? You know, 5,300, like, I don't know if I love the play, but I at least want to talk about it. You know, seven targets last week when, you know, when they had to come back. It seems like a game where they're going to have to come back. Probably playing Miles Sanders at 55 over 53, but I at least wanted to go on record here saying that I do like J.D. McKissick. Your thoughts on him? Yeah, my thing is, like, upside-wise, you kind of really need him to score a touchdown. Uh, It's... Not the worst price for him, and it is one of the best game environments uh, on the week. But the thing is, like, he's only going to get a couple carries. You're really banking on the touchdown for the upside. Like, yes, he had seven catches, 54 yards last week, but 13 points from 5,300 isn't all that exciting. Like, it's hard for me to see him get to 20 points. Um, compared to someone like Miles Sanders there for 200 more is more likely to end up the game a hundred yards and touchdown. So um, that's my concern with McKissick. Like he's another guy I wish he was like 4,600. But at that price, maybe just in game stacks um, where you have hurts and you're bringing it back with McKissick, I think I'd be interested in uh, that way. If I asked you for your your running back pool here, Lou, is there a guy that would not be in it? Um, that would be in it that we have not talked about. Um, probably not. Uh, I think that for me, like the rest of them are going to be depending on the scenario. Um, someone like the Henderson or Acres, I feel like are are probably fine. Uh, someone like James Robinson, 6,100 has been kind of getting that role where he has the, the multi-touchdown upside. Um, we might talk about it here in a second too, but, uh, that game now with, with the Herbert concern, it might lean a little more towards Jaguars. Um, and Mm -hmm. in that case, if the Jaguars lead, I think games where they lead, we're going to see more like last week where, uh, James Robinson had 23 carries. So he wasn't super efficient last week um, on the ground, but I think 100 yards and touchdown is something that he'll probably do a few times this year. So uh, James Robinson's probably a guy that I have some interest in. I like that game a lot. Give me the pool, running backs. Four, maybe five if you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably do Mixon, Fournette, Miles Sanders, Montgomery, and uh, James Robinson. Love it. Wide receivers. Shifting over. Yeah. You know, this this is where I think things get a little more interesting for me. I think there's a lot more conversation about what we do at, at wide receiver. I feel like we feel that quarterback and running back are a little bit straightforward. Wide receiver is going to get a little crazy uh, for me personally. So, I think I'll, I'll just start it off with one of my favorite plays. 
It's going to be Amon Ra St. Brown, 7,200. I, I don't know how much longer we're going to be able to get Amon Ra for this price. Mm-hmm. I think we could see quite the jump in, in the following week here. I mean, he, he's 30% plus target share this year. You know, came into the season around like 28, 29 in the final eight games. He just looks like that dude. The Lions offense is clicking. They're running the ball well. They're throwing the ball well. Lions playing well. Like, golf's good enough. Like, it, it's just coming Amon Ra's way far too often. You know, 7200 is just a severe, you know, I don't know severe misprice because how, how much can you really raise a guy that you had this low? But he's, he's, a, he's a near lock for me. He's, a, he's when I'm building that lineup, he's one of the first names that I click. So 7200 in the game with a 53.5 point total with a wide, rece- wide receiver who has a 30% target share. I mean, I don't know what else I could say. Yeah, I, I think you're probably higher than him on him than I am. This week, uh, just because of ownership-wise for me, um, I think he's one of those guys you you play in cash because he has the role. He's currently technically underpriced. Um, he's got 12 targets a game. Like, there's not much you can you can offer below 7K that's going to give you 12 targets. So um, for me, yeah, I think that that he's a pretty good play. Uh, It's a good game. Like you said, you're probably not going to see him this price again, especially if he does have a good game. So you might want to get him in your lineup while you're still okay with it. All right. I mean, there's a lot of good plays here. I can go on and on, Lou, but people don't want to hear me ramble. So who's who's your next, you know, wide receiver you're clicking early? Yeah, I I think Diggs is in another smash spot and playing on uh, Monday night somewhat affected his price so um he's still relatively low 7700 he i believe is the top scoring player in fantasy right now yep. um at least for wide receivers under 8k uh, under 8k yeah he's just he's 7700 it's hard to get off of that um he had the gabe davis return catches. has got to be it it's got to be the gabe davis return right I'm just not a huge deep game. I'm not guy, either. I'm not either, but, but you got to think the touchdown upside out of um, it takes. That's the thing. Um, that's my biggest concern with Gabe coming back is he takes touchdowns. There's four away implied touchdowns Gabe. though. You know, so there's four implied touchdowns in this game. So you got to think that Diggs at least has one of them, you know, maybe give Josh Allen a rushing Gabe Davis another. I mean, Diggs is pretty locked in for the other. And then the fourth can go to whoever. Yeah. He's, he's locked in for like the volume. Um, it, he has somewhat more competition for that type of stuff than Monra does, because you also have Knox, who's always there towards the end zone. Allen can just run in himself. They have Singletary, um, so there's more competition for that. But I mean, 7,700 for a guy who is basically just going to get you eight catches and 100 yards either way um, to lock that into your lineup. Him and Monra just locking those points into your lineup, let's say locking 16 catches and 200 yards into your lineup. Uh, it's, it's a pretty nice feeling. So, uh, yeah, to me, like 2,200 less than Cup. He's 700 less than Adams. We saw Adams does has, have downside. Um, that's what we learned last week. Adams probably has more upside on uh, touchdowns, but just seems like Diggs is going to get those – uh, the volume catches, and to me, it's like 
Diggs is just such a lock at 7,700. 7, yep. Everyone's going to be playing him too, so it's it's hard to get off of him, especially for cash. I mean, I, I think you, you name some names that I think we at least have to bring up. It's like Cooper Cup, almost 10K, rightly so. I mean, I'm not playing him, but like if you do, I can't tell you not to. He's going to get 100 yards mm-hmm. and two touchdowns. And I think DA is where things get a little bit more interesting for me because, like, you know, 8,400 is, you know, is still, you know, relatively, you know, high, but it, it, it's not 99. And, like, you look at the situation with Hunter Renfro out, concussion. He had 10 targets last week. Like, what went wrong for DA? Like, he got a touchdown, saved his day, but it wasn't a lot of volume. 10 of those targets went Renfro's way. Renfro's out now. So it's yeah. like, you look at this this Raiders offense, and it's like, you know, I, I think there's a situation where it's like, if you're not playing DA or Waller, um, I wouldn't say it's silly, but like I think like you know you, there's a really good case right now to play either Da or Waller, which we'll get to in our lineup. So, so you know thoughts on you know I guess if we want to touch on Cooper Cup, but I think it's been said. But um, Devonta Adams and you know why not just close off the top with Justin Jefferson if you don't have much else outside those two. This might be the lowest that you can get Justin Jefferson ownership wise. That is appealing, I think, in those lineups that I mentioned earlier. If you go with like a cousin stack, or even if if you do golf, um, like golf Amonra Jefferson is kind of nice. I think a, a lot of people will will go to feel in in those because it's cheaper. Um, a lot of people, if they're going up in that price range, they'll just find the six hundred and get Cup. Uh, but I mean, we've seen it with Jefferson; like he could just be the alpha. Um, had 42 points in the first week. So I think he's interesting play in tournament stuff. Um, you could go to Adams in cash. The hard part is like, who are you replacing from Diggs or Monra to do it? Cause, uh, as it stands now, it, it's almost like you have to choose one of Diggs or Monra. Like it's hard to fade both of them. Um, even in, in tournaments it's hard to like feed both of them because like likely one of them's gonna go off um so it's a nice little mini stack to do monra and in jefferson uh but it's very expensive so that's the issue with jefferson and adams is there's very expensive and forces you to go low in other spots and really qb it's like uh, you go down to Mariota, everyone else is going down to Mariota, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have a ton of interest. I feel like just the prices of Diggs and Amonra, they have the same ceiling as the guys uh, above them. Tyreek Hill, 76. Yeah. Jim Waddle, 68. Those are two guys that, I mean, we got to keep talking about. Like, there's just the wide receiver decisions are the crux of the week. You know, what do you hit the right guys? Do you not? We just saw what they did last week. Two of six tutties. Waddle and Hill, not only did they both eat, it was such a, a narrow, you know, target tree. It, it, it was very clear as to who they were going to be throwing the ball to. It's one of the two. But maybe they're both, they're both that, like, just that damn good. And the best part about all this is is the Dolphins right now. I mean, they're passing a lot, but they're passing well above the expectation. Mm-hmm. It's like their coach gets it or something like that. Like, he, he knows you throw the ball to win. You got Tyreek Hill. You got Waddle. There's nothing you can do. And they're letting Tua sling it. So it's like... It, it part of me is like it's silly to chase a, a two attack of a low six touchdown week and a waddle and and he'll smash like I, like do, you shouldn't chase that 
But at the same time, like maybe it's just like more of a sign of things to come that the Dolphins are just they got two alpha wide receivers and they're just gonna throw the ball regardless who their quarterback is. I could go all day, you know. There's a lot of theory behind what I think about the Dolphins, and it, it's really exciting to see what they're doing in the first two weeks. But talk to me about Hill, Waddle, in your lineup. No, yes. The issue here is they have they're in another game that could turn into like a seventy point game. So that that's the issue I have with it. It's like I don't love to chase it, but to me, it's more like the Ravens after their uh, game. I'm not chasing them, but this it's so much harder to chase because the way that the Bills play is they almost force teams into these shootouts, and we could see now that Miami can play in shootouts. I think I have a lot more interest in Tyreek than Waddle. Um, just because of the explosiveness of Tyreek, but also he's just getting targeted at a crazy rate. Uh, each game he had he had 12 and 13 targets. Waddle had 19 targets last game, but um, a lot of his targets are generally shorter. Um, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's very easy to do that to a stack again. Do the two a stack, you bring it back with digs. It's just like so simple um last week we saw it hit people know that the upside is there um and you're not doing it sneakily last week it was it was a lot lower ownership that you were able to do it but now people have seen this happen people are gonna go back to it so it's a little harder for me to get there um but i do have interest in tyreek because he can beat digs very easily for pretty much the same price Something I think is interesting, right? Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they're eight hundred dollars apart. You know, I feel like that's pretty fair. You know, but then you look at guys. Um, we got Higgins at sixty one hundred, and Chase at uh, eighty one hundred. I mean, it's two thousand dollars difference, and I I think that that difference between Chase and Higgins is just about the same talent wise. You know, Waddle and Hill. You know, I think that it should be a little bit closer. So, and you know. I, I'm not playing Jamar Chase. I don't think at 8100. I do think that in tournaments, no one's clicking Jamar Chase's name, and I think he's something to think about. But you know, even in cash, I look at Higgins at 6100, and this is a game. Bengals are 0 2. They need a win. They just went to the Super Bowl. They're playing the Jets. Jets, you know, I've been sneakily better than I thought they'd be, but like you know, they they got to get this win, and that defense isn't much. So. There, there's a level to this where I'm like, you know, the, the Bengals, we, we like Mixon, obviously, but, you know, it, it, I, I think, you know, we think about games where is it Higgins or is it going to be Jamar Chase? I think that it's going to be like 40% of the time it's going to be Higgins and 60% of the time it's going to be Chase, right? And I don't think that pricing necessarily reflects that. So, you know, your thoughts on, you know, playing Higgins or is, is there some Chase thought in there? Bengals pass catchers. Yeah, I, I do think that it's a wide range and it shouldn't be so wide um the way i've been looking at higgins is i'm not trying to get him into lineups but if i'm in that range i feel most comfortable with him uh he is in a pretty good matchup i'll probably i think that to a double stack that i liked last week is somewhat turning into a burrow double stack this week no one's going to be playing Chase uh, just no with one. all these other no one's Chase. 7K wide receivers. And if I mean, not, we're, go up I'm top. expecting sub 5% ownership from Chase. Yeah. I'm talking and, sub 5%. But it's the Jets. 
we saw last week the Jets can fire back. So it's not crazy to think. Um, but yeah, like Higgins is a good price for he has a similar ceiling to some other guys that are in that 7K range. Um, and I don't think a lot of people are wanting to, to click there. Um, but yeah, 10 targets last week. He looks healthy. We know what he can do. We know what his upside is. So, yeah, I kind of like Higgins. Um, in that range as well, I like Marquise Brown, 6K. Christian Kirk, 6,200, is having a great That's year tough, so man. far. Yeah. Um, Kirk is tough for me because uh, I didn't – I don't think I brought up uh, Lawrence and QBs, but um, he's an interesting play this week against Mariota. I don't think if the if the Jaguars win this game against Chargers, they're no longer going to be sneaky after that win last week. And then if they follow it up with being the Chargers as well, um, people are going to start looking that way. And, and Kirk has 20 and 25 fantasy points. Uh, Kirk is pretty good wide receiver. Um, he was one of my favorite like mid-range wide receivers to click on in drafts this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so 6,200, I, I like Kirk. He might be more of a cash type play than Higgins, just because we know he is the alpha there, versus like Higgins is still technically behind Chase. So I think if you're looking in cash, I might prefer might prefer Kirk. I think uh, one of my that. issues when we talk about T Higgins, like obviously if you can get there, but like between Higgins, I, I see Brandon Cooks there at 5800, and I think Brandon Cooks is like a good cash play. He's a guy I've seriously considered. I've just been able to get to with my builds. I've been able to get up to, to Higgins and not have to go to Cooks. But I just look at the, the, the target share that he's been garnering. Um, it's just like I feel like as a cash play, that's what you're looking for. So Brandon Cooks, 58, your thoughts? He's like a safe play. He's not exciting. You click on a name. You're like, all right, that that gets me 12 to 15 points. You're not thinking he's going to hit 40. Uh, Fair enough. Like some of these other guys have been. It's just it's tough to trust the Houston offense. However, last year there was a few weeks in there where Davis Mills to Cooks was the stack you needed. Uh, you mentioned earlier that this could be a slog of a game. Uh, that's I think it one is. concern I have. Uh, just, I don't think there's going to be a ton of points and a ton of like urgency to score in this game for both sides. So from that end, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is one of those two bad teams facing off against each other can always end up in a shootout. So I wouldn't uh, put it behind, but I do think I like those other three guys I mentioned more. Plus you have Drake London and uh, Bateman right there, yep. which I think I'd prefer over cooks as well. Time sake here. on London. I love London. Would you I'm stack lo- him with uh, Mariota. Yeah, I would. I would stack London. Is he your preferred stack with Mariota? He is I over think Pitts. I prefer him over Pitts right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. Drake London's always been my guy. Don't want to take victory laps here, but I'm totally cool with that. But for the sake of time here, Lou, let's 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 shift. Let's, let's get this pool of five wide receivers and then go into tight end. So pool of five, hit me. Uh, sure. Yeah, Diggs, then uh, Diggs, Amonra. Tyreek, Kirk. 
And then I'll throw a, a cheaper guy out there. Yeah, we haven't talked um, much about cheap guys, so I think ahead. the cheap guy you want this week is going to be uh, Paraman. Thirty nine hundred. With the injuries with with and Julio's Evans game out. time decision. Yeah, if Julio misses, Paraman thirty nine feels great. Yeah, he just he seems like a guy who Brady already has some liking to, especially around the end zone. Uh, I think he is kind of a gross play, but he's sub four K. Uh, and the opportunities are going to be there that this is probably the week to play Paraman. Tight ends. You know, always usually pretty straightforward here. I, I, I just want to open it up with this, Lou, is we talked about Renfro out, and if we aren't playing DA, we at least got to have some interest if we can fit it at Darren Waller. Do you have interest in Darren Waller 58? Yes. I'd like to play some Waller. I don't have a ton of interest in that game overall. But I think with Renfro out, that mostly opens um, Waller up to more targets. I think he's the biggest uh, benefactor of Renfro being out. Look, I mean, he's he has had uh, sexier games, but he's got double-digit fantasy points in both games. Seems like the floor is there on him. Uh, he's been outperforming guys like Pitts, who everyone was was ending up picking up before him in drafts uh, this offseason. 5800 he's kind of in a weird price range, kind of in his own price range. Um, but it's hard. Kelsey's 7800 now, which is way better price for him to be at, I would agree. Um, but it's hard to get up there, especially in cash. I don't know if he can even get up to Waller in cash. Um, probably end up being in either the low fours or the 3K range. But uh, – I'm seeing a lot of people talk about Hawkinson. Like he, he still is getting a ton of targets. And 42 is low. 42. I don't is love. He doesn't really have great upside. I feel like um, I don't think I can do it. I think uh, in that range, guys like Everett and Higby are just more attractive to me. Um, but do you think you'd go in that that low 4K range from say because uh, there's also Ertz there and Goddard there. Um, those guys just feel better than Hawkinson. Uh, but do you think you'd be going there or would you go like all the way down? I'm There's going down. I'm going down. I'm Irv going, Smith, 3,100. I think Irv Smith, 3,100. You know, we talk about getting a piece of that game, of that of that Vikings and Lions game. I think a really mm-hmm. cheap way to do it is Irv Smith. He saw a lot of volume last time. If you watched the game, he basically dropped what was like, like a 40 to 60 yard like touchdown. Like it was a walk in. Like it was crazy. Yeah. And in like you know, week one, I've never been an Irv Smith guy. I was out out on Irv Smith week one when Johnny Munt was was playing more than he was. But Irv Smith is more talented than Johnny Munt. I'm not saying that it takes a lot, but I like Irv Smith at 3100 with I think the volume that he's going to be get the volume that I project him to get. The other piece of the pie that we haven't talked about actually is Logan Thomas at 3500. Um, he's back to to what he was doing. Like he started off a little slow, but he's you know the routes are increasing, the targets are there. He's playing pretty good football. There could be a lot of points in this Commanders-Eagles um, game. We've talked about that already. You know, I think it's also another cheap way of getting a piece of a game that we expect to be high scoring. But I think ultimately I'm going to be on Irv Smith just because it fits You know, at 3,100. When I, when I played Brashad Perryman at 39 and I play Irv Smith at 31 and then cheap defense, it really allows me to do a lot more with my lineup. Yeah, I think it's... Probably fine. It's probably a play you make, at least for something like cash. 
you're saving money at that point. Like the tight end position is so it's got such high variance. Um, and Irv showed that they still like him. It might be game dependent, but um, in a game that they were trailing, they start peppering him with targets, especially if they're, if the focus is going to be shutting down Jefferson in these games, I feel like maybe, maybe Thielen is old. Like people, that was one of the things going into the season. People didn't want to draft Thielen because he's old now. Um, and maybe Cousins prefers uh, Irv Smith at this point. If Jefferson is his first look, Irv might end up being his second look uh, as we go further on in the season. So, yeah, I think Irv 3,100 is probably where I'll end up. Tight ends are boring. Pool of three. If you have a third we haven't talked about, let's do it. I think, yeah, Waller. Then I think Higby and Irv. The issue I have with Everett is uh, if, Herbert's out. I'm not sure he's going to have that. Or if Keenan's back, too. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of factors. All right, close things out. Defense, like we always do. Usually just try to pay down sub 3K, maybe sub 27, 26K at most point in time. Um, I kind of like the Jags, 2300. You know, I think it's chalk, obviously, if Herbert doesn't play. Um, Just like the Bengals were last week. But, you know, if if Herbert does play, I I would still probably play them just you know, for the cheap price and the low ownership. I think when we're talking defense, you know, we can't project it well. Uh, Mm -hmm. We don't really know what's going to happen. So just take a low ownership defense and hope good things happen. For me, with with no news news on Herbert, that's Jaguar. So I'm leaning that way. Thoughts on Jags? Is there another? I love the Jags this week in general. Uh, I like the Jags all season in general. We were looking at their (laughs) plus 300 to win the division. I was surprised that it's still that high. Um, I'm just I'm becoming a, a Jags homer. One guy we didn't talk about at tight end was Evan Ingram. I think he's he could be interesting again. For yep. Pepper targets. He's been, he's been getting them. Yeah. floor, but he doesn't have as much upside. Uh, yeah, so Jaguars I like. I think a lot of people are going to play the Panthers. Jaguars, the big thing is, like, if it's Chase Daniel, you generally a lot more people are going to look that way. So I hope they don't get seamed too much. Um, not a lot of other low-end defenses that are really popping off the page for me. Uh, what we said last week, maybe the Bengals are bad. You could potentially go back to the Jets' defense. Problem with the Lions' defense is all those games are getting high scores, so that hurts in this format. Um, what What are your thoughts on like uh, the Texans and twenty six hundred facing? The, if that's going to be a slog of a game. Probably low scoring. I could see going there. Uh, but besides that, like a lot of defense is, is play whoever. But I think there's a lot of reasonable cheap defenses this week. Both of the, the Falcons and Seahawks, both mm-hmm. in that game, are also good. The thing is, there's a lot of really good games this, um, this slate. But then there's also a lot that are just going to be low scoring. Um yeah, but the Ra- there's a ton of 2K defenses you play this week. I think the Raiders, I mean, we saw how bad the Tennessee Titans were last week. Like, obviously, we expect yeah. a little bit of a bounce, but the Raiders at 2,500, pretty probably pretty low owned at this point. So, I mean, sub, sub, sub like 8% probably, but yeah. I think they're at least in play. But I'm, pro- I'm playing the Jags as well, man. There's nothing too crazy about that. Yeah. They'll do it. I mean, that's, that, that's all the positions. We finished the defense. Lou, final thoughts here, week three. Yeah, I think uh, if you're looking at tournaments, 
a lot of people are going to pay up at wide receiver this week. So one way to be different will be paying up at running back. Uh, everyone wants to pay up for those 7K wide receivers. So as long as you don't have two of them in your lineup, you're probably already going to be somewhat different. If you don't have any of them, you're already different. So uh, it's really, it depends on what those three 7K wide receivers, uh, mm-hmm. Hill, Diggs, and Amonra, if none of them get more than 20 points, it's going to be a wild week. It's going to be a fun GPP week, I think. Cash is going to be gross. Uh, and there could be a lot of sort of like bad cash plays this week that people are going to just play because everyone else is playing. So uh, that opens some opportunities at GPP to uh, get a little different. Love it. All right, Lou, where can they find you on Twitter? Where can they find your work? Yeah, at Lucky underscore Lou Dog. I uh, work over at Lucky Trader, do some uh, NFL content with DraftKings for them on their Rainmaker side. So... Uh, check it out over there. All right. You can find me on Twitter at FFTylero. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak